Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Colleges and universities are thinking ahead when it comes to COVID-19 and how to handle classes and campus activities in the fall. Rutgers University in New Jersey is making all students get vaccinated before they return after summer break. Closer to home, Illinois State and others want to follow suit. So a group of chancellors and presidents are asking the State Department of Public Health to make vaccinations a requirement for students to return to campus in the fall. Meanwhile, college-age people are leading the latest surge in COVID-19 numbers, worrying not just university officials, but everyone trying to tamp down the virus. Coming up, we'll talk to the U of I's chancellor and a local college student. But joining us now is NPR education reporter Alyssa Nadwarney. Alyssa, welcome back to Reset. Hi. All right, Alyssa, let's start with the big news from Rutgers University. Tell us more about it. That's right. So they have said that they're going to require the vaccine for incoming students to be there in the fall. So you'll have to have proof. This isn't totally new. Colleges, especially residential colleges, have required uh, students to have vaccines on campus. So this is things like meningitis. And they have some levers to pull. So they can, you know, if you don't have proof of vaccination, they can withhold you signing up from from your classes. So so there is actually some kind of oomph behind this. But a lot of colleges are looking at Rutgers because they we think they are the first to do this. And I think a lot of residential colleges want to do this to be able to open up in person in the fall. So we're expecting other colleges and universities to follow suit, you think? That's the thinking. Yeah. I mean, I, I think everyone was kind of waiting to see who would go first. And now that <laughs> Rutgers has done it, you know, we might see a waterfall. The tricky part is that the vaccines are under the emergency FDA approval. And so I think there's been kind of some hope that that would it would um, be approved regularly through the FDA, which I think would clear some kind of legal challenges that folks are still a little unclear about. Mm-hmm. Do we know, Alyssa, where experts stand on this requirement? Because I'm reading, for instance, that they're saying, you know, vaccinations are important for older teens mm-hmm. and young adults, even if this age group is at low risk for severe illness when it comes to COVID. Yeah. Oh, a- absolutely. You're, that's absolutely right, Sasha. Um, college students, we know from the fall, they helped spread COVID to communities. There was some research out of the University of Wisconsin, or actually, forgive me, it was out of Wisconsin, um, and it looked at university students And they were able to sequence the virus and link that to actually folks who had died in nursing homes, in nearby nursing homes. So we know that college students not just spread the virus, but it kind of seeped out of the campus, right? It's not a closed campus. Um, And so I think that's the worry now, especially with rising cases, with many students back on campus. Um, Yeah, I think absolutely folks agree that you got to get those students vaccinated, even if they're not, you know, at risk for hospitalization or death, they're at risk for spreading it. Right, right. And we're... Now in spring break season, right? right? How have colleges and universities handled spring break this year? If it's anything like the videos I've seen, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, well, we, you know, we were in Miami Beach a couple of weeks ago. It was wild. I mean, you've seen the curfews come down. I think they, they established the curfew in Miami Beach until April 15th or they extended it. Colleges tried to curb this for sure. We have data that shows more than 60% of colleges canceled spring break. They replaced it with things like long weekends or... Um, relaxation days throughout the semester. But 
kind of this cruel irony with so many classes online due to the pandemic allows students to really take their class from anywhere. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, in Miami Beach, we saw students by the pool at the beach in their hotel rooms, taking classes, taking exams. Wow. Well, you've been reporting on higher education throughout this pandemic, right, Alyssa? So, That's right, yeah. So from your perspective then, right, what would have been some of the successes with how colleges have been handling COVID? And what are some areas that you say still need improvement? Well, the big shift from kind of the beginning of fall to now has been the increase in availability of testing. Of course, you have the, the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign that had this amazing program with, with testing, frequent testing. And a lot of schools modeled what they were doing. You know, they made testing mandatory. So that is a good thing. Um, I think especially among this age group, if you're not testing the virus, it can be spreading on campus without you knowing Mm -hmm. because so many young people are asymptomatic and they're not getting sick, you know. And so so that's, that's a big deal. It just becomes the more you kind of send students home and bring them back. That's really where you're seeing a lot of influx in cases. So we're keeping our eye on campuses post-spring break to see kind of what happens there. And tell us what you're hearing from students and staff themselves. Well, a lot of folks are excited to get the vaccine. Uh, we've heard some hesitancy among, among students, but for the most part, staff and students are excited to get the vaccine. And colleges are trying to figure out how they can vaccinate their communities, how they can get doses themselves on campus and facilitate some of that. One thing that's interesting is we've been hearing from students, yes, they are complaining about Zoom fatigue. You know, many classes are online, Mm -hmm. even if they're back on campus. But a lot of students say they actually hope that those classes stick around. You know, we talked to a student who was, if it wasn't for online classes, she probably would have taken the semester off for health reasons. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, students, although they're bemoaning kind of that Zoom fatigue, we've heard a lot that the flexibility of the hybrid and and the online classes are hopefully here to stay. So we'll see. Interesting. (laughs) NPR education reporter Alyssa Nadwerney. Alyssa, thanks so much for the update. Oh, you bet. I want to bring another voice to the conversation now. Joining us is Robert Jones. He's chancellor of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. First, I want to get your thoughts on Rutgers University, the the vaccine requirement for students this fall. I thought it was a very uh, interesting uh, decision on Rutgers' part that has provided an opportunity for, I think, other higher education institutions to debate and discuss what is doable and what's practical. You know, each university within each state is situated differently. Rutgers has constitutional laws and regulations that allows them to make that type of decision. Mm -hmm. Uh, Much different uh, situation here in the state of Illinois and most other states where that decision has to be governed by the State Department of Public Health, and that's the case here in Illinois. But notwithstanding that, I think, uh, as you've probably seen in the last day or so, uh, most universities across the country, even here in Illinois, are uh, discussing this issue about whether or not uh, vaccination should be required. But let me just say, first and foremost, the important thing for us uh, at this university, and I think across the whole University of Illinois system, is to make sure that we get all of our students vaccinated before they depart, uh, before the end of this semester. That okay. is the first thing that we're concerned about. Gotcha. We have checked in with you a few times over the course of the pandemic. Chancellor, give us a quick update on, on how your university is, is handling COVID now. So sounds like you, you're trying to get folks vaccinated ASAP. Yes. What else? Well, we still continue to test and have testing, mandatory testing. It was 
good to hear your your reporter talk about and mention the fact that University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign kind of became a model for the rest of the country. So as we continue to uh, push out our mandatory COVID-19 testing, we've been working very closely with the uh, Champaign-Urbana Public Health Department to roll out one of the state's first kind of community-based vaccination protocol where we converted our brand new addition to our conference center into a massive uh, COVID uh, vaccination center mm-hmm. and that ran for months or two and uh, we are probably one of the leading counties in the state of Illinois in terms of the number of vaccinations that we've provided so so we are still working on testing uh, at the university extending that to the Havana Champaign community as well as well as uh, helping to roll out and engage our university citizens and community around uh, vaccinations. We just sent out an email a couple hours ago encouraging people and reminding them that, Mm -hmm. uh, according to the governor's announcement last week, that uh, now employees of the universities can schedule an appointment to be vaccinated. So we still uh, continue to work at both of these fronts, both the vaccination and the continued testing. Now, in lieu of spring break this year, the university decided to hold several student wellness days. Can you tell us more about the thinking behind that decision? Because, you know, spring break would usually give the students five days off. So would a few non-instructional days be the same in in terms of providing relief? Well, I'm sure the students will tell you that uh, it's not the same. Uh, But I remind you, we delayed the start of the semester by a week. So we gave them more time over the, uh, the, the winter break to relax and prepare to come back in the fall. The rationale for this is driven by our epidemiological modeling and the folks that did the modeling that helped us stand up our testing protocol. And it became very, very clear, as your previous speaker said, the more you allow students to come and go back and forth to campus, the more opportunities you have to have uh, spikes in cases and super spreader events. And so that was the primary rationale for you start students a week later, you give them uh, breaks uh, three times during the course of this semester where they are not uh, required to do anything on an academic front, no instruction, no test, no nothing of that kind. And that was the reason we did it was to mitigate the opportunity for students to be spread across the country or across the world as far as that matter, and potentially bring back more COVID-19 to our community. And we uh, that was the main rationale for it, and we, uh, we think that it was the right thing to do. That's Robert Jones. He's chancellor of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. We're talking about how colleges and universities are handling COVID and the pandemic at large. Chancellor, thanks for checking in with us. My great pleasure. You have a great day. Let's do a very quick check-in with a college student in the Chicago area. On the line with us now is Alex Chun. He's a sophomore at Northwestern University. Hey, Alex. Hey, how are you doing? Doing well. You started out this school year remotely at home in Minnesota, and then you moved to an apartment near campus uh, during the winter. Give us a sense of your college experience this year. What's it been like? The fall was completely remote. Northwestern didn't open dorms for first and second years in the fall, and then in the winter they did. 
And so a few friends and I, rather than living on campus, we decided to get an apartment off campus. And that's really what we've been doing. It's been a lot of fun, like as much as it can be in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of our classes have been remote, so we spend a lot of time together. Uh, We're pretty close. We do a family dinner every night and mostly just spend time in our apartment, watching movies, doing the New York Times crossword puzzle every (laughs) night. (laughs) Nice. How well do you think Northwestern has been handling COVID? Are you satisfied with your school's safety protocols? Yeah, testing is pretty accessible. Recently, it was updated, so we get tested twice a week. In terms of, like, my friends in the circles that I exist in, just, like, virtually and also just, like, socially, COVID hasn't really been an issue in terms of no one that I know has really gotten it. It's a little bit of a different story on campus in the dorms, specifically with the freshmen. Mm -hmm. But off campus, I would say that people are being relatively responsible and access to testing has been pretty like smoothed out this quarter. So we just heard the U of I chancellor uh, talking about his thoughts on requiring students to be vaccinated before they arrive on campus in the fall. So as a student, Alex, where do you stand on this issue? Would you be in favor of Northwestern implementing a similar requirement? I think vaccination is definitely important. I think if it's accessible to every student, I think that that would be a smart move, personally. As we wrap up here, what are some ways that you're fighting against pandemic burnout in general? And what words would you offer to college students, you know, at this time going through it, just like you? I've honestly not hated this past quarter, mostly because I'm pretty involved with extracurriculars, be it virtually. And so through that, I'm like regularly meeting with people on Zoom. I also have four roommates. And so we spend a lot of time together when we're not on our computers. And so in that way, there's still a sense of community. And I feel very connected to Northwestern through the extracurriculars. This past year, I've been a peer advisor, which means that I just kind of help some incoming freshmen get adjusted to Northwestern. And the main thing that I told them is to just reach out to people, be it virtually through Zoom, through community, through extracurriculars. Northwestern and extra like and other clubs are trying their best to like get students connected to one another as best as they can. And so I think students who have been like making use of that have been finding some semblance of community best they can with the pandemic. Well, best of luck for the rest of the semester. That's Alex Chen, a sophomore at Northwestern University. Thanks for taking your time out of school day, of course, <laughs> to talk with us. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much. That's today's reset. For the latest information on the pandemic and the vaccine rollout, tune to WBEZ or go to WBEZ.org. And make sure to catch our weekly conversation with Dr. Mia Teramina. She's the expert who's answered our questions and yours for the past year. We drop that Q&A into this feed every Sunday morning. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.